hear now the story of that holy night as recorded for us in the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and to the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth, and she placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them at the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, a Messiah, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and singing, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord God has told us about. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Merry Christmas. I hope you got here early enough to hear the, the comments from the children, the story that was told through the video of the, as the preschool children told uh, the story of Christmas. It was absolutely wonderful. You know, I wondered if you could write your own Christmas story for your family and your friends, would you be able to tell the story in the way the children did? Would you tell a story of shepherds and angels? Would you tell a story of a, a star in the east? Or would you tell a story that changed your life? Over the years, Joe and I have traveled and lived in different places. And in 1995, we moved to Mesquite, Texas. Any Texans in the house? Woohoo! Okay. We, we lived in Mesquite there for a few years, and um, in 1995, we bought a house that was just, um, just the studs up, right? So you really get to pick out all the things in your house. It was the only house that we ever got to pick out everything from the start. And so we would go occasionally to look at the progress on the house and kind of stand in front on the front street and kind of look at it and see what they'd done and what was yet left to do. And, and one evening um, after work, we, we drove out and there were several children that were playing out on the street. And we thought, oh, wonderful, Laura and Holly will be able to have friends and, and they'll make friends really quickly and they'll have children that are the same age in the neighborhood. And so we're standing out in front of the house and we hear it. Wah! 
And we look at each other, and we look at the children, and we said, what was that? And they said, oh, that's the raceway right over there. <laughs> the raceway? Well, how often do they do this? Oh, every weekend. The realtor never mentioned the raceway, by the way. We'd already closed on the house. It was ours, and so we thought, what are these two little country folk going to do with that wah every weekend when we were used to hearing crickets every weekend? You know what happened? We didn't sell the house. We got used to it. After a while, we did not notice the sound. We became so used to the roar of the engines that we didn't pay attention anymore. That is what I think has happened to Christmas for many of us. We have become so used to the noise of what culture has made Christmas that we have stopped noticing the life-changing power and meaning of what Christmas really means. Amen? We have stopped telling our Christmas story. Yet I have to ask, is the world much different today than it was over 2,000 years ago? Certainly very few people in Palestine saw, heard, and understood what took place that night. The choirs of angels singing were most likely drowned out by the bargaining happening in Jerusalem. There was a bright star in the sky, but the only ones apparently who gave any attention to it were astrologers from the east. If anyone did see Mary and Joseph on that night, they were too preoccupied with their own problems to offer assistance to a young woman in need. No wonder we were in need of a savior. No wonder we are still in need of a Savior. Amen? While the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of Matthew tell us the story, the Christmas story of Joseph and Mary, angels and dreams, a baby wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger, shepherds and magi from the east, the Gospel of John does not tell us any of that. The Gospel of John tells us what it all means. Instead of telling us what happened, John tells us why it happened. The Gospel of John speaks of the light that enters our darkness. What came into being through the word was life. And the life was the light for all people. The name Jesus literally means the Lord is salvation, Yahweh saves or Savior. Jesus came at Christmas to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, friends. He came to save us from our brokenness, from our sin. He came for all people, everyone in this room, everyone out in the world, every person. He came for all people. And what he brought was life. A life of love, a life of hope, a life in community with one another, life now and life forevermore. 
a life that brings light into the darkness of our existence. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. Christmas is about light coming into the darkness of our own lives. It's about no longer walking in the paths of darkness, but to walk in the light of love and hope, never walking alone again. Amen? Never walking alone again. And if we read further down into the Gospel of John, we hear this verse, my favorite in this section, the word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word made flesh. The word made soft, made human, made vulnerable. Just think, God became vulnerable for us. Christmas says the divine creator of the world, the one who put it all into place with a snap or a spark, all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing God, came down to us. Came down to us, dependent upon us. Dependent for life-sustaining care as every baby is dependent. Now, when I lived in Texas, I had the opportunity to be um, there and listen to some great preachers. Uh, Dr. James Moore, who is an author and a pastor, he has passed away just a couple of years ago. He tells this story of this young woman named Karen who became a missionary. She was a well-trained nurse, and she went to serve in a Methodist mission home and hospital in a remote corner of Africa. She loved her work. She knew God had called her to this special healing ministry, and she felt incredible fulfillment in bringing what was needed at that time, medical care for the people of the impoverished area. But as Christmas approached, she got a little homesick. She wanted to be home. Now, we have a missionary right here in our midst, all the way from Samoa. I think you get the award for the longest trip to Christmas Eve, right here. Can you wave your hand? This is Jessica. She is one of our own, and she is in the Peace Corps. She's home this Christmas. So she, gets, she got to do something that this missionary did not do. Karen was not able to come home for Christmas that year. She was a little homesick. And so she thought of what she wanted to send. And so she sent a note to her parents and she said, don't open my Christmas present until all of the family's there and just wait until the very last and open my Christmas present. And so... On Christmas morning, after everyone had exchanged their presents and and had their Merry Christmases to one another, they got Karen's package and they started to open it. And it was filled with envelopes. And each of the envelopes had their name on it and they would open their envelope and they would notice that there was this cardboard piece that was cut in a weird shape. And before long, they figured it out. It was a big jigsaw puzzle that they had to put together. 
And so they did, they began to quickly put the puzzle pieces together. And on the homemade poster paper heart that they found out of the, out of the pieces, it said these words, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. I give you my heart. This is what God did for us, church. He literally gave us his heart. His beating heart right here with us. God with us, Emmanuel. He sent his only son into the world to save us, to redeem us and to turn our lives around. He sent his heart to show us how much he loves us and how much we are to love one another, to give our heart to someone else. I love how the message translates verse 14. It says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Moved into the neighborhood. The good news is that Jesus came to us in flesh and bone, blood and heart. God came to us in human form so that we know that God understands our pain, understands what we are going through. Being fully human, God experienced everything we experience. He's been where we've been. We sing wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace in some of our songs. And and I got to thinking about what that meant. Wonderful counselor. The best counselors have been through the difficult times themselves, haven't they? In fact, we seek counselors who can listen and can understand what we're going through. They can understand our pain. They can understand our fear. And Jesus is the wonderful counselor. Christmas is saying what no other religion says. Christ understands because he walked in our shoes. He moved into our neighborhood and has experienced everything we've experienced. Jesus wept and grieved at the death of a beloved friend, Lazarus. Jesus was physically tired. The scriptures say he went away to a solitary place and prayed. Jesus was frustrated and angry as he turned the, the tables over in the temple. Jesus was hungry and thirsty as he received a cup of water from a woman in Samaria. Jesus felt love as he gathered the little children around him to hear their stories. And he felt love as he gathered the disciples around the table. He felt betrayed as Judas turned him over to the Roman authorities. And he felt abandonment when Peter denied him three times right after his arrest. And Jesus most certainly felt pain. As he was beaten and he was crucified, he experienced it all. From birth to life to death on a cross. But that was not the end, was it? Why did God come to us? Because he loves us. 
God came to us in Christ to show us what we could become, church. What we could become. Light and love. And he showed us what what we too will experience when we live in that light and when we live in that love. He showed us the hope we have in resurrection. Resurrection from sin now in our life and resurrection from death to life forevermore. That's the good news for us today. Good news of great joy, as the angel proclaimed. The joy of a Savior that knows how we feel, knows our brokenness, yet shows us that there is hope. That is our Christmas story. Today and forevermore. That God showed up. And he pitched his tent among us. Moved into our neighborhood. Despite all the noise we bring into the world. Amen, church? Tonight, like the shepherds, we're invited to go and share the story. To share everything we've seen and heard. We too are called to share that Christmas story with those that we meet. God gave us his heart, his light, his love and his joy so that we, don't, so that we can share it with others. We don't keep that to ourselves. We participate with God in bringing about the world promised by Christmas for who? For all people. Have you become too accustomed to the noise? Have you started to ignore it? Get used to it? Have you stopped telling your story, the real story of Christmas? Have you stopped telling the story that changed your life? The Apostle Paul says this in the letter to the Romans. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. That's the promise of Christmas, and that's the promise for each and every one of us who accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, the one who came and gave us his heart. And he wants your heart in return, church. And when you give your heart to him, you too will be changed from the inside out. That's a promise. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we thank you for sending your son, God, with us. You said you loved us so much that you sent your only begotten son that whoever believes in him will never perish but we'll have life eternal, everlasting life, life now and life forevermore. Life in abundance and life in hope and life in love and life living and walking by your light. We thank you, God. We thank you for loving us that much. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
Amen.